Welcome back to These Amazing Places. This is show 260 for the week of February 10th, 2014. Hey everybody, this week on the show we're going to have the whole panel back and we're having a discussion with Roy about his latest trip into Walt Disney World and uh, most specifically we'll be speaking uh, in quite the conversation about uh, his experiences with My Magic Plus. So a lot of discussion here on the topic and uh, I think that you'll find it very worthwhile with the things that uh, Roy brought back to us as to his experiences. Um, with what happened to him when he was in the parks this time around. So, anyway, enjoy, and I'll be back to wrap things up after it's over. Welcome back, everybody, to these amazing places. Let's see here. I got uh, Adam and Cameron and Roy, all three, on uh, Skype tonight. And uh, what we're going to be talking about is Roy's latest excursion into the parks and his uh, diving deep into Magic Plus and and all that goes with that. So uh, say hi, guys. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Howdy. Shows in Disney. Hey, so guys. do I. <laughs> Uh, you've been there already, and you too, Cameron. So we don't want to hear you. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. So uh, I guess we're just gonna kick things right off here. Um, we actually had some notes that Adam put together, and uh, so we're just gonna kind of go through those. And if anybody has some stuff that they want to chime in along the way to uh, ask Roy outside of the notes, then let's do that. Yeah, I would just say to start off, uh, I kind of organized it in a way that. When we start off, it's pre-planning and pre-arrival questions. So we're going to talk about that, and then we'll move on to what happens once you're there. And then after that, it's just a little bit of afterwards, and then anything else we can fill in. So I think Roy and I kind of talked about these off mic over the past couple of weeks, and I think there's some good stuff here that uh, is to say. So. Roy, do you have all your notes and thoughts ahead ahead and ready to go? I do. I'm okay. ready. I am prepared to just vomit Disney. <laughs> that means that means it's gonna fall apart in like the first minute of this recording. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll be asleep. Don't, I'm so excited. I'm just full of information. Oh, good. Yes. Good. I yeah. hope you're serious. I am. Oh, good. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's go. Uh, Adam, you can kick <laughs> things off. Okay. So. Uh, you know, we're kind of split up here a little bit. It's this is all about Fast Pass Plus and My Magic Plus. So to start off, Roy, how soon are you able to reserve Fast Passes? I was able at 60 days out to start uh, securing some Fast Pass attractions, and I did because I knew I wanted to secure, you know, Toy Story Mania, Soren. Those were the two biggies I wanted to make sure I got reserved and got a time that was going to fit into our day. Um, I'm, I'm a big planner, so I really did. I, I had our days planned out when we were going to be at which park. And so it was important to me that the timing was, was going to work. Okay. And then <clears throat> what what are the options for reserving Fast Passes in advance in terms, in terms of 
Um, you know, are there limitations on certain things? Or mainly I asked this question is, why is the difference between the pre-arrival as opposed to once you're there? And so anyway, you can go into that. Well, it's going to be an interesting uh, discussion there because I really, I had everything arranged. There were a couple occasions when I tried to reschedule something and we can talk about that in a little bit some, some of the quirkiness of the of the program but like at epcot um i secured soren but that left out um test track and maelstrom why maelstrom is that top tier i don't know um i never saw any of the firework shows and that may be because i secured soren uh, i think the firework location is probably what that top tier as well um, now over at studios, I was able to get Toy Story Mania, Star Tours, and Beauty and the Beast show, which was awesome because that was, you know, we got about 10 rows up front and center with our Fast Pass entrance. So that was great. Um, but there are some limitations, you know, because if you want to do Soarin' and Test Track, you're going to be waiting and standby for one of them. Okay, and I, I had also heard um, that you can only book uh seven days i think at a time I, yeah i saw your notes what i'm thinking they're doing is if you're going to be there for more than seven days you can you can book the first seven days and then for the eighth day you're probably going to need to get back on the next day and do that day and for the ninth day you know hop on the next day and do that so i doubt that's going to affect that many people i mean i'm i'm sure there's enough folks that go there for eight nine ten days but vast majority of people are going for anywhere from four to seven don't you think that's what i'm thinking that that's what i'm thinking that they're thinking most people probably 95 percent of the people aren't going to be there over seven days because otherwise right. that and i it makes perfect sense to me that they would do that to keep people from, people from just booking up whatever 30 straight days or something of of uh, fast passes and they're only going to be there for five or whatever uh, i don't know yeah that makes sense to me that well well, you say, you say that, Doug. What what about AP holders? I mean, how's how's that going to play out with, you know, okay, you're a Florida resident. You, you want to go to the park. You think you're going to be going to the park next week. You're not staying on property. I know it's not really opened up to them yet, correct? You know, Right, right. I think that's so, probably one so of the... So what you're saying, yeah, is, is you don't want somebody just booking out a bunch of days based on well i i might go to the park that day and i really would like to do soar in that day actually a great point i never even thought about that with the locals that they could even they could book up seven days and only show up two yeah yeah wow, that's really i never thought about that huh yeah nice. so that i think that's true too and that's probably what that comment is related to um which we don't know that answer yet so i would say Let's kind of keep it at that, and maybe we need to do an update on this as it's fully rolled out to talk about. In fact, there's a couple of things I think that we could update as we know. You know, there, we're not going to really know until it's fully rolled out. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I think it is a bit of a moving target. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to the rest of the questions that I have here. Really, these other ones are just related to not necessarily the My Magic Plus experience, although it is related to how you used to early check in online and all those things. Um, how did all that work in relation to the My Magic Plus mm -hmm. bands and all that stuff, Roy? You know, it was actually pretty smooth. I mean, I was pretty geeked about the whole thing. So I, you know, I got, I got the app. I, had, I got my profile set up, which I kind of had already 
through DVC, but I had this, you know, the other, this other portal, uh, kind of all geared up and online. I'm trying, I can't remember the exact day when all of a sudden I had the magic band. I linked my, my AP to the magic band and I don't know what the timeline on that. I think it was, it was prior to the 60 day window. Okay. Um, but I got everything linked up. Then I had to buy, I had to buy the tickets for our companions that were going, you know, they don't have AP. So I had to, I had to use a will call number and I was able to pull up and link their tickets uh, to their magic band. And upon arrival, uh, we were good to go. I mean, it was, we didn't have to pick up any tickets for him. We didn't have any key to the world. Everything was on our band. We did early check in. Um, I did, I hesitated doing that, but I wanted to go ahead and get it done. But when you do that, you can only set up one form of payment. So I put on a credit card and gave, gave us a pin and gave, the other adults in the room a different pin and when we got there we, we split it upon check-in and it was no big deal and then we also put our um, uh, you know gift cards on on the account and I was able to customize the magic bands who colors and names and so forth and then about I think 45 days out or something uh, they cut off any uh, any more changes because they mailed just about 30 days from the trip, they, they drop them in the mail to you. So they came customized, you know, had our colors and so forth. And, and they, and they, they worked well. Um, I really had no complaints. It's funny that you mentioned you know, earlier, the, the Huffington Post article about some of the ergonomic issues with it. And, and there are some uh, tweaks I think they might want to consider down the road with, with the point of sale uh, devices. Okay, and I did okay. see here, Adam, you've got a question here. Uh, were you guys able to pick the colors of your bands, or did they? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 we did. And it was funny, because when I was doing that, you know, I called Brian and said, hey, what are the girls' favorite colors? And So it was kind of cool to get, get their favorite colors on their bands. That's great. And they get their names, and so which was nice, because, you know, when, once you take them out of the box and with the name by the band, you don't know who's who's, unless they have the name on it, and they did. Uh, but from the, from the point of getting off the airplane and getting on uh, the bus, you know, you had to you had to scan it to get on the bus. Did you really? Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I haven't heard that at all from anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they got the, the little reader right there, and I don't even think I had to show them. I had the little booklet out, but I don't think they even needed to see it. So. Wow, that's oh, incredible. I've not heard that anywhere. That does away with now. Let me break here for Cameron. Cameron, did you guys do Magical Express when you went to Walt Disney World? No, we did not. I'm afraid. Okay. So, yeah, I've only experienced Magical Express once, but that having that voucher not, I mean, obviously it's a backup, but having it not needing it, that's awesome. So Yeah, because we, we walk, you know, of course, if, you, if you've done that before, you know it's at the far end of that, you know, Terminal B down in the basement. Yeah. And you're walking, you're walking, you're walking, and, and usually you would have to go up to the counter with your voucher and just kind of briefly check in and they say okay step over to that line and but we we were walking and walked right up and they scanned it and off they went and of course i i got a rental car so i they went on their way and i bolted over across the street and got the car but it was it saved certainly you know 10 15 minutes i would think maybe not that long but it was much much more streamlined and, and very very slick that's good because i know uh, the last time i was there my wait uh, for Magical Express was a lot longer, so I'm hoping mm -hmm. that they're able to make that a little more efficient. Yeah, and we and we got 
back to the resort about the same time. I beat them by maybe 10 minutes in the car. Uh, so it worked out pretty well. Okay. Uh, all right, so let's go into this. Uh, next question was, how was your arrival? You kind of got that. Uh, let's just go to, um, let's see here, let me check in. I'm just going through some of these notes real quick. Uh, okay, so let's just get you to your um, uh, to your destination. Now, you know, we should tell everybody that you did stay in DBC. Stay at Beach Club Villas. And so and how, how did everything work from there? It was nice. They called the day before and said, when you get there, come to the lobby of the villas and check in, which usually you go to the main lobby at Beach Club and check in. Uh, so... I don't know how often, I've never done that. I've never checked in in the lobby of the Beach Club Villas. So it, it's, it was nice. Obviously, there's no other people there. You walk in and there's some dudes standing there and, and you're it, you know. And he was very helpful. He was able to, you know, split our account, get the cards on there. Our room wasn't ready, unfortunately, which was a bummer. Uh, but then, you know, Brian showed up and we put all his gift cards on. It made a little bit of a challenge when it came, we were using the Tables in Wonderland card. Yeah, we're gonna get and, to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so but but it worked okay. I mean it was you know, it that was in the end probably the best way to do it. because um, yeah, they can only take one form of payment, so it was it was it worked out. Um, but there were some some snafus and we had a snafu really right from the get go. Uh and we got there, we let, we walked through Epcot about noon, uh headed to the land to have some lunch at, at seasons and Patty and I got our food, and Brian and his family were a couple registers away, and Patty looks over and says, you better go over there, something's wrong. And I walked over, and sure enough, his his uh, magic band was not working. His, you know, he entered his pin, and it wasn't working. And it's like, okay, that's not good. <clears throat> so it was like inactive. So had a little bit of a delay, went and sat down, manager came over and he, they called the resort and said, everything's fixed, it, it, or it should work just fine. He never get, to, get he never did get charged for that meal. <laughs> he never did uh -huh, there you go, his. well, that's good. Yeah, so oh, it worked wow. out pretty well. I think that's awesome. actually, I think that's great. That's a way of saying, <laughs> hey, we, we're sorry for the hassle. Yeah, I, I hope that's what it was and not just, you know, it just got lost, but I, I, I hope that they just gave it to him because, uh, it was a bit of a bummer to, and right out of the gate to have something like that happen. wasn't horrible, but it was it was a little bit of a buzzkill. Hey, did he have his first visit pin on when that happened? He did. Oh. He uh, did. I wonder if that might have been it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I made sure they had that thing showing every time we were going somewhere. <laughs> of so course. I could get that get that out. <laughs> yep. Milk it. Milk it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Great stuff. So some of my questions here kind of bleed together, but one of the main reasons I wanted to, I said this, how did your first time getting into your room, how did that work? But then also the next question, which goes on to on property, how did, what the first time you went into the parks, how did that work and what was all that about? It worked pretty well. I think the first time we walked, of course we went in the International Gateway and I think there was a little bit of a crowd. Um, so it was a little backed up, not horrible, but a little backed up. And of course, you know, being the geek that I am, I kind of watched a YouTube video on, on how this thing works. And, you know, you put the band up, and as soon as you start getting the white light spinning, take your arm off, put your fingerprint, you know, your finger on the thing. Most people will sit there and just let it spin, 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 and they need they don't do their fingerprint, and so it just delays the whole thing. So 
uh, got in fine. I was telling the others how to do it, and it really was pretty slick. And they have those readers staggered. There's two on each side. There are actually four in a bunch and kind of like a um, just staggered a bit. So you can get around somebody. If the first person's having trouble, you can step around and, and do the second scanner. Where before you had a turnstile, you couldn't do that. And so was, uh, was that how everybody's getting in now? Uh, most everybody. There were some people who had cards. Okay. Um, but most everybody had the band. And it really, it really worked pretty well. Now those, you know, ergonomically, those were fine because they're, you know, about, well, about waist high, a little bit higher, and and you just kind of hold your arm out horizontally, and it's pretty much right there. You really almost have to touch the reader. Uh, it's not just get it close. You really have to touch it. And there's a, there's actually a reason in that I, that I had heard um, that the reason why they at first they had it set up to where you could get within a vicinity and it would read it. Mm -hmm. But then when people were in stores, they were being charged for other people's stuff. Because if you happen oh my to gosh. walk by somebody. Yeah, so now they actually said that they had made it so that you actually had to touch. There was something physical that went on. Otherwise, yeah. you know, and that was the only way they could figure out to eliminate that problem. There's also the technology is, the it's RF technology, but there's like an active and a passive yeah. um, element to it. And so the reason the the magic bands can last so long in terms of their batteries because they're all passive. They don't, they don't constantly say, Hey, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. The entire time they only trigger when an active device comes near them. So mm -hmm. this is sort of that same reasoning why they don't just have, well, they do, they're supposed to have wide band radios going off to just give crowd feels and stuff like that. That, will trigger but but in terms of the gates and in terms of paying and stuff like that it's not meant to be that big you know blast out scan kind of a thing for that mm -hmm. reason so so i think they may have dialed it down a little bit much only for that reason and again maybe they might dial it up a little bit so at least you're two inches away from it instead of i don't know two millimeters away from it so yeah yeah and and even at the point of purchase stuff, that that's where you know we talked a little bit about the ergonomics of the whole thing, and even getting in your room. If you think about, you know, the handle of the door right above there is the reader, and if you put your hand up there, well, you've got your your hand itself sticking out, you know, what five six inches from the band towards the door frame, so you, it it was a little cockeyed you had to kind of maneuver it in there it wasn't real natural almost, and it almost would have been better if they put the uh scanner on the door frame itself yeah exactly exactly um and and the point of purchase stuff too you've got i'm sure you've seen the pictures of the readers that they have sitting on the on the counters they're kind of like a you know credit card device but just has a little reader on there and then a keypad for your pen and so you've got to turn your arm over and again, you've got to touch it. You can, it's not just get it close. And so at times, I might turn the thing, you know, maybe not quite 90 degrees, but almost, you know, so I could, it would be a little more natural to get my wrist down there and pull my sleeve up a little because it was cold enough, but we had, we had long sleeves on for a coat and, and you know, get the thing to touch and then enter your pen. But the whole, they really did work well. Uh, and and the, the issues we had were not so much the fault of the bands, just a little this fault of this the system when you have two you know two sets of two couples in one room but two separate charging situations and 
you know, his pen became my pen at one point in time just because we were transferring a credit and, and the guy that was doing it wasn't adept as the others and mucked something up. And so thank God I knew what his pen was because I, I was buying lunch and I entered my pen. It's like, nope. It's like, hmm. I'll enter Brian's and I enter Brian's and it worked. And so then we had, then we, then we had to verify that it was in fact taking from my, you know, credit balance and not from his. And so that was that was all right. But uh, the bands themselves really really worked well. I enjoyed the fast passes. Uh, pretty slick system, I think. Okay, and Adam's got here. What was it like to uh, basically eat at table service? How did you pay then? They they you know every waiter every server had a little device on them. And they would scan it, and they'd hand it to you to enter your pin on touchscreen, you know, keypad, and then they'd take it back. It would register, and off they'd go, and they'd bring you back a, you know, a paper receipt that you could sign. Now, you know, all of ours were tables in Wonderland sit down, so they had the the tip already included and so forth. It just a matter of signing it and leaving. Uh, but yeah, they all had a little reader with them. And Tables in Wonderland worked fine with it? No hassles there? It No hassles, but, it, you know, I, I was hopeful that they might let us use, you know, two forms of payment. But, you know, it says clearly in the terms of, of the program that that's not the way it's supposed to work. So we ended up, I bought, when we sat down for dinner or lunch or whatever, any sit-down restaurant, I would buy. And then I'd just figure out that night, okay, your portion was this much, and... We'd go. I'd go down to the front counter and say, "Can you transfer, you know, eighty-five dollars and seventy-two cents from his credit balance over to mine?" And it was not a big deal. Again, one one cast member had some challenges with that, but most uh, of them seemed to be uh, it was trained. No big deal. Great. And what about I've, snack kiosks? Same thing. Just they each have I'm a sorry. Snack. What kiosk? You know the snack. Snack oh deal. yeah, you know, yeah. The long... Now there was one when I we, were, we took the girls out to uh, Conservation Station uh, to see Pocahontas because it was too cold outside for Pocahontas, uh, and of course I really didn't want to see Pocahontas, and I got a Mickey bar. <laughs> so, but but the that that cart the uh, the the little device was down, the reader was down, so I had to pay cash. Oh uh, really? That that was the only time that I had any that anything was down. But yeah, most of them had. Well, I shouldn't say most. All everyone we went to had had the reader, and they all worked fine except for this particular one out there at Concentration Station. Interesting. So basically, at this time, you sort of need a backup plan if the band doesn't work. I think so. You better have a few dollars on. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know what. I don't know if I could have. No, he he said cash only. So you couldn't have even oh. used, you know, your rooms, gift card. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Wow, I don't think so. He was. He was down. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. A uh, couple questions. Uh, first, is the pin uh, just a four-digit code, like uh, numbers, four numbers? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. And couldn't couldn't be changed. Couldn't be anything else. I uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, you choose it. I mean, I choose it. I, I choose it. I chose it when I when I did the online check-in. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is, you already sort of said it, but I just want to make clarification. You guys had two separate balances in your room, so um, Brian and his family had gift cards they brought and added to their balance. You and Patty had gift cards you brought to your balance, and when you deducted from your balances, even though you were in the same room, that was all sort of separate and sort of like a separate charging account, correct? Right, right. There were two separate accounts 
in, in the room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and it really it. was a nice way to do it. Um, you know, I, I'd never done that before. And when I asked the question upon check-in, I was, you know, I was like, I almost was ready to hear, no, we can't put gift cards on here. But it was like, sure. And it, it was nice. And, you, you know, you didn't have, you never got a running total. Like when you bought something, it didn't give you, you have X number of dollars left. You, you could go to the counter and get a printout and see what you've got left. So it wasn't a big deal. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Moving on. Uh, let's see. We did snack kiosks, uh, uh, dining reservations, uh, dining reservations. How did that work? Was that just a standard, your last name or did they need a confirmation number? Or? No, I, I don't, I had those, but I just, you know, just like usual, give, give them your name and, and they're ready for you. There was no scanning of the, of the band or anything like that upon check-in just, just, just for payment. Okay. There's really nothing different with the and, dining. And you still had to use a credit card and everything to reserve dining reservations, correct? I did. It was it was interesting because I had made a reservation for uh, made some of these you know months before we went, and not all the restaurants I you know chose required a credit card. And Tokyo Dining was one of them. I had made a two o'clock Sunday afternoon reservation to get some sushi, and turned out it was not going to be a little later. And I got on the app and I was trying, trying to think how I did this. I canceled it and then I, I wanted to reschedule it and it said, you need to call. And so I called and I had not had to use a credit card with Tokyo Dining on the original reservation, but I would have been dinged 10 bucks ahead uh, had I, because of the way I did it. Now she would have waived it, but you know it, it worked out. But I had I had to call the same day. You got to you got 24 hours. You got to you have to cancel, or you're going to get charged 10 bucks ahead. Okay. But it, it was it was it was pretty easy to to make reservations with with the app. Um, trying to think what else I did. I don't I don't know that I I think I was checking them. I may have made one reservation, but uh, it, the, the app worked pretty well. Uh, my, my phone, I, I realized towards the end of the trip why it was kind of a little sluggish is because I had, you know, my backup pictures. It was backing up my pictures all all the time. So it was using up the memory oh. pretty good. So but but it still ran OK, but a little slow at times. The Wi-Fi was was adequate. And no real complaints. Also, about the, OK, good. The yeah, that's not something I even thought about. Um, Wi-Fi was good through all the parks. Yeah, it was it was fine. It, you know, there were some spots that you didn't get it, but typically there were spots that you really wouldn't expect to get it. I'm deep inside a building. Now, I know uh, you mentioned like in one of your, uh, I think it was maybe an email, uh, a text or something you sent back said your battery was dead. Well, the, yeah, the first day I was so mad at myself. You know, we got there at noon or whatever, and we we're walking through Epcot and we're over in future world and, and I had a backup battery I brought with me, but I'd forgotten to take it out and throw it in my backpack for the day. So my phone had been on for a while since we left early and it croaked about, I don't know, three o'clock or so I was done. So, but, th but the rest of the day I had a backup battery and it was, everything was fine. So the first day didn't get much. I didn't really take any pictures. I relied on everybody else. Was there any charging stations or anything for that kind of stuff? Uh, didn't really see any. I mean, I know we've had the conversations before where you could 
you can always find a little place to maybe plug in. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I can't say that we ever would have had the time to sit there and, you know, park somewhere for half an hour. No, and that is tough. Even if you do yeah. go, you know, to the Odyssey or whatever and try to charge there, you still have yeah. to sit there. Right. So it was just one of those, oh crap moments. And well, that's, that's one of those things where I still wish. I, I would even be willing to pay some extra money if they had a lounge or something you could go into. Yeah. Into the air conditioning or whatever and just let your stuff charge. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's a moneymaker for them if they would just do it. I would, yeah, I would I would think so. There's got to be some way they can do that. Um, you know, it's interesting going through the parks and just kind of looking at, at the notes here about we never were greeted by name when we, when we used our Fast Pass. Oh. oh, okay. Which was interesting. Now, I did see a couple of times that you, I could catch a, a glimpse of the screen that the cast members had, and you'd see the names would pop up, first names would pop up. Um, but I never heard them say, well, hello there, Millie. Hello I wonder there, if, uh, Bob. Uh, hey, Bob, welcome. You know? Do you think that's maybe mm-hmm. just because there's still some problems there and they don't want to call you Bob and, you know, you're actually Roy? <laughs> could be. Could be because, you know, you're sitting there and you're, and you're scanning this thing pretty quick. You know, for fast pass, you're you're scanning it once, and then you get in the line, and then you scan it again uh, before you actually get in the main flow of the attraction line. Um, and I don't think they had any kind of reader. The second one, it was at the first one where they would have that ability to to greet you by name, and but they never did. All they right. Never well, did. since we're on fast passes, the next thing that Adam's got here is uh, what was it like when you wanted to change fast passes in the park? Well, that that's where it was kind of interesting. Um, if you wanted to change attractions and the time, I was telling Adam about this. Is I think it was um, it was in Epcot. It was the last day they wanted to go see Captain EO, and so we had a fast pass for like the land or something, something we didn't really want. But you know, hey, take three fast passes. So I was trying to. But they needed to go later. So say we had to land for noon. Well, when I tried to change the experience, it was only looking at that noon time slot. And there wasn't anything available. So I had to change the land for to like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, pick a different time later, and then have it look for a new experience. And then I could change it to EO. So it was kind of odd that, and, may, and I don't think I was doing anything wrong or missing anything, because it was just looking for that time I had booked already. So you kind of so had I to had, find your own way around it. Yeah, you had to change the attraction, the current attraction's time to later, to the time you wanted, and then change the attraction. Okay. So it was doable, but, and again, maybe I was missing something, but I don't think so. Um, so how did it work with multiple people on there? On your account. You know what? I, I I maintain control the whole time. I I just I don't I don't think Brian wanted to deal with it, and it was that was fine. He he was happy to just say, hey, where are we going next? What are we doing now? Um, and that was cool. Um, and it didn't. So, so in the end, I mean, I know you were a little concerned uh, with kind of being a guinea pig, even on this thing going in. Uh, did you feel okay while you were in there, or did it stress you? Yeah. No, no, it, it was fine. It was fine. Um, I probably would have been stressed had he had access to it. Um, just because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, 
Um, I don't want to sound like a control freak, but it was no, just, I mean, you know, what, I just didn't want something getting changed or deleted or, you know, messed with. I think that's actually a pretty good idea to have one people just, I mean, one person just be kind of the leader. Well, if you're if you're all kind of doing the same thing, working together, I mean, a small group like us, that would, you know, six of us, we're pretty much joined at the hip for the most part, you know, doing our own thing together. Uh, if you got a larger group or a couple kids, well, it would make sense to give them their own access so they can, you know, if they want to change a fast pass, you know, go for it. But yeah, we're doing I, it all together. I was going to say, I think it's customizable to that kind of a thing. And I mean, we, we don't have that right now, but I don't know, maybe we get some teenagers who will want to go ride the roller coasters when everybody else wants to do something else, you know, something like yeah. that come back to the show and talk hey one other thing i wanted to talk before we skip too far ahead um just like you were there and you changed your fast pass while you were there you and i were looking at it a week and a half before your trip and mm -hmm. you decided to change your fast pass do you remember how you did that could you explain that situation where i forget what you were doing i think you were looking well, for soren yeah it was it was the same same process as standing in the park um and you pick your you, I think you can either change change the time or change the attraction. Um, and I, yeah, there was one where I think we had Great Movie Ride or something like that. And I was like, I really don't need the Great Movie Ride. So that's that's one where I I switched it to Star Tours, I believe. Um, it's just a matter of changing the attraction. And and in that case, the time that I wanted was close enough to what I already had for the other attraction that it worked out fine. And there was something available. Um, but that was that was painless. Uh, I, I think the big thing is, and be interesting to see how it goes, you know, works going forward. Is if you want a different time, totally. I mean, hours later than what you currently have. I I think you need to because it's not going to give, and it would be probably impractical to give you a whole list of. Okay, I want to change attraction, and it's going to just throw you throw out a bunch of different options. That that might be impractical from a data standpoint. Right. Um, so it's, it's going to give you this little short little time window of, okay, here's what else we have available now in this window that you currently have reserved. So if you want a different time, you need to change your current attraction to that time and then look again. Um, just one extra step. Not that big a deal, really, I suppose. Yeah, well, I think this is sort of a glimpse into how they have their system set up on the back end that we really don't see, which I think makes sense why you would do it this way because they sort of want to limit you in terms of not giving you the whole playing field to go pick and choose because you right. know every everybody would go just like the old system they'd go all go to toy story right away and use them all up right away and then you're stuck so you know that kind of stuff well, well i well I, you know it, like just going back to this ea thing okay i had like a noon uh fast pass at i think the land and i want to change the attraction it's not gonna, it, it would be, I think, cumbersome to all of a sudden give me every attraction available from 12 o'clock through nine o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all of a sudden you've got a list of, you know, yeah, a lot. 30 yeah. choices. Like that's crazy. So they need to narrow down to that time. So I think that's why they do it that way. And, and if, I guess that, as we're talking through it, it makes, makes sense. Yeah. Well, okay. and did, did you have some? Go ahead. Uh, okay. Did you happen to notice uh, uh, were fast pass lines longer now with this, or did they did everything seem about the same? 
Um, well, of course, we were there at a kind of a low crowd time. It really was, the fast pass was was pretty good. I mean, Soren, uh, the first fast pass we used, we didn't wait more than probably 10 minutes over, I mean, from walking in to getting on the ride. This, I think the second one, we had a group of about 50 people walk in front of one of those tour groups. Oh, yeah. Got in front of us. <clears throat> but even then, it was maybe 15, 20 minutes, and we were on the ride, so it wasn't bad. I I, I didn't notice any difference, really, in, in fast pass lines, but again, we were there at a, at a pretty low crowd time. Um, I have my question in here about the uh, when the fast pass joins in with the regular line. Is that still the same? You know, like in Soren, there's that split where it goes to the left and the right, and yeah, Space it's Mountain. Same. same? It's okay. Same. Now we didn't we did not do fast pass for Space Mountain, but uh, I believe it all joined in together the same as it as it ever has. Okay. And at that point, is that where you know in the past that's where you would hand your legacy ticket of fast pass to the people, and they would take it, and then you'd be fine. You know, is there another scanner there at that point, or are you done scanning? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm thinking of Space Mountain, and I don't recall. Maybe I just missed it. Because there was typically one on the outside, and and that, again, that's where they had the screen that your name would pop up, and if they wanted, they could give you some personal greeting. And then you walked in um, a little while, not real far, and then there was another scanner. And then you would, it wasn't right at where you joined the line, but there were, there were typically two scanners, but I, I can't recall seeing a second scanner in Space Mountain. I probably just missed it. There probably was one, I just didn't see it. Okay, well, like Soren, you guys did that, you know, while everyone else stands in line and is at the screens making Goofy, making themselves, you know, whatever at the screens, you're walking around them. And then on the other side of the screens is usually where that second stop would be. Is that, did, was there a scanner there on yes. Soren? Yes, there was okay. a scanner there. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's very similar to the old system. Okay. Yeah, yeah, instead of taking the ticket, they would you'd scan again. Right. Yep. Right. Okay. Cameron, are you still alive? Yeah. Okay. Listen, you guys are good job. <laughs> That's okay, man. I just if you if you want to throw something in here at any point, just go ahead and chat it up. Well, I just wanted to let Roy know that the worst Wi-Fi is at Universal, so you'll be happy to hear about that. Oh. Now Universal, what what is that? Is that a is that down there in Orlando somewhere? It yeah, seems I, that yeah, I heard of it. it seems they have to, one out here, but it's a, it's a new thing. Well, it, the I one in Orlando seems that. to be the park that everybody's talking about right now. So. <laughs> I thought they were closing that. <laughs> well, anyway, let's not get trapped <laughs> of it. Actually, I would want to hear more about like his experiences. I don't know if you guys want to do that separately or what. Like, I want to hear about like the like, Beer Guest restaurant. Yeah, I definitely. I would like to do a trip report with uh, Roy. So. After this is okay. uh, this show's done and everything. Yeah, well, there is a couple of things that I had in re in relation to how this is working. For example, talk about Enchanted Tales of Bell and did you ever get to go on it or how did that work when you had a fast pass for it and all that stuff? Yeah, um, we did have it. What night was it? I think it's the first day. I can't remember, but it was. I, I had. I don't in in my in my Gmail account. I don't have every. I don't have notifications for every tab. And unfortunately, the emails from Disney were going to a tab that didn't notify me. 
So I had to go into my email and actually see that there was an email. So they had sent an email that, hey, the attraction is down. Uh, feel free to use this fast pass at any other attraction. Just you automatically could do that. So because we so we walked up and they've got you know four or five cast members across the opening there in Chain of Tails and it's like, whoa, what's going on? You know. <laughs> and close it was close and so we and went on our way so and cool. that's a bummer and, and then when we went back saturday night we were we were hustling we had a, a 655 dinner reservation and we got in line about i don't know 615 or something and it was it it, was, it wasn't gonna work and it's like guys we need to get out of this line so we got out of the line and then later that night, uh, we they were open till midnight or one o'clock or something. We and we went back and had no wait whatsoever. At like, I don't know, eleven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, but were the, were the girls awake to even see it? it was open they that were, night, huh? Yeah, yeah, they were troopers. Yeah, and it was it was a neat attraction. So we finally got to go in. That the whole you know I've heard about that mirror thing, and it was very very cool. Um, how, how they get you into the into, into the show. And it was much, I mean, it, it was very interactive, obviously. I don't know what, you, what you've heard or read about it, but it's a very interactive show. Uh, you know, they pull a lot of people into the little performance of, of this thing. And, of course, the girls got called up. Brian got called up, and they were part of it. And, they, of course, they take lots of pictures, and they give you a fast or a photo pass card as you leave so you can get those pictures. And, you know, with that, we had the, my ma or the uh, me memory maker, whatever the heck it's called, which was a pretty good deal. Um, so that was cool. But, yeah, we finally got to do it late at night, and it was, it was very, very good. Very cool. The, the Lumiere uh, thing is, is amazing. Um, I was trying to really, really study that thing because, I mean, I don't think it's, it's a projection. I think it's an actual animatronic kind wow. of device but the flames on that thing look like fire <laughs> and they're not oh, it's really really awesome. wild i can't wait to see that so yeah it's very cool be hard so, to pick that stuff up with the camera you think i took i i've got i'm looking at pictures now there's a bunch of and i took some as well from a little different angle uh, it was i mean i was a study looking at that thing's like how do they do that it's very very cool i saw a I video I, I was gonna say Go I saw. No, you're fine. I saw a video on YouTube of it, and mm -hmm. if you guys remember, on um, when you go to Toy Story and you got Mr. Potato Head and how his eyes kind of are digitized screens and they kind of pop out, and how hard it was to capture those on a camera or on a video. Mm -hmm. That's sort of what it looks like <clears throat> for Lumiere's candles and his face in terms of mm -hmm. the video I, and I was watching an HD video on YouTube of it so it's probably similar to that is what I'm gonna guess now if you got a good camera and you got a good still shot I'm sure you can capture it well and do some Photoshop to get it going but anyway it might be interesting yeah maybe if next time you done you and Cameron uh, head there try that check it out see if you can get something good, yeah, good I shot of it for sure yeah um cameron just brought up something i think might be good worth noting it's not necessarily related here but he's like oh it, how how late is that open and you know when you're there for this was extra magic hours right roy when yeah yeah okay 
So they still have, I'm assuming they still have a list of attractions that are only open for during extra magic hours. In other words, not every attraction is open during extra magic hours, right? But it really, it really wasn't extra magic hours. It was just the park was open until one o'clock. Oh, really? So there you go. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I was I was surprised it was still open uh, when we when yeah. we went back to it. I was pleasantly surprised, so but what, I was surprised. I mean, was the park planned to be open that late, or did they just stay open? Yeah, it was, and and it was kind of goofy because you know making dinner reservations, and it's like okay, the parade is at eight o'clock. Well, no, the parade's at ten o'clock, and uh, the fireworks are you know it, the the times. Trying to think how recent I had looked at the times, you know, trying to get things lined up, um, and it was different than what was actually scheduled. So it may have been 30 days, more than 30 days out, that I had last looked at the schedule for that night, uh, and had not planned on the park being open that late. Glad it was because we got some stuff out of the way and got to ride some things that I was worried we were going to have to spend a bunch of time there on Sunday doing, which I didn't really want to do. But uh, yeah, it was late night. Okay, and cold, a cold late night. Yeah, yeah, cold according to maybe Cameron. Cold according <laughs> to me too. Oh, it was, okay. it was like in the forties. Well, like plus when you're tired. Degrees. Oh yeah, we don't get that low here. Wow. And I was not dressed for it. I, I thought I was, but I was not. So I was shivering just a little bit. Okay, and uh, uh, Adams got here. Were you asked to convert your AP to a magic floor? <clears throat> Well, I linked my AP early on to the to the Magic Band. Okay. Um, so I never had to pull it out. I know. Well, when I bought the Tables in Wonderland card, I had to pull it out to show it. But other than that, I did not have to get it out of my wallet. Okay. So, and again, it was it was the whole ticketing thing was was a pleasant surprise upon arrival that you know we didn't have to do anything more with their tickets. Uh, I had just used the will call number to link their tickets to the Magic Bands. Uh, I didn't think we would have to do anything with ours, but it was, it, you know, again, it saves you a, a trip to, you know, guest services to do something. It was, it was nice. And okay. do you think um, part of maybe what helped things go so smoothly for you might be that you were DVC, and so they have a little more information on you, or do you think it's just that things are actually going that smooth? I think that's how they're doing it. Um, I mean, I would imagine if I don't know what would have happened had had they requested had Brian requested a physical card said, "Hey, I don't want to use this magic band thing." Um, maybe maybe it would have been an extra step to do that. I don't I don't know. I don't think so because I think the the key of the world card would have been linking to the same information that was linked to the band. Um, but I think it's, that would be standard procedure. Once you link it, I mean, I linked it way ahead of time. And uh, so when we got there, not, nothing had changed. It's still linked. The ticket was still linked to the band. And they were active. And so really the worst problem you had would have been uh, Brian using it to pay the one time and it didn't work. Right, right. And then when my pin had gotten zapped because Switched. that one dude didn't know what he was doing. Uh, again, thank goodness I had... I had entered Brian's pen when I did the online check-in so I knew what it was and now if you if you put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's kind of a novice to the parks let's not say first time let's say maybe their second or third time to the parks do you think that the situation could have been somewhat frustrating yeah 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 I, I think I think there's gonna be some challenges for those folks that aren't you know adept at 
technology and, and adept at planning a little bit. I mean, yeah, I don't think you're going to go there on the, you know, the day of and, and reserve Soren. I just, I don't think it's going to work. Um, did you see a lot of people using the uh, fast pass kiosks around the park? You know, I, I saw the signs several times. I did see people using them. I, I don't think I ever saw a, you know, a long line or anything like that. I, I didn't check them out. I kind of wanted to go over and, and check it out and see what it, how it worked, but it was just never convenient to do that. And did you hear maybe grumping or grumbling from people around you because of their experience? Uh, can't say that I did. I really, I really. That's did pretty not. good. That's pretty good. That's <clears throat> one. Of, that was really the biggest question that I wanted to ask. Yeah. What did you hear going on around you? Yeah, it really was not. I, I can't recall really hearing any, anybody uh, upset with with the system. Um, I'm sure there was plenty of it. I. Yeah, know, but you know, just... I mean, a lot of times, you know how those parks are. If people are having a bad day or a bad moment, you're going to hear it from somebody. Yeah. And that's pretty yeah. good that you really didn't hear people. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you still have the people that are <laughs> screaming and yelling at their kids or whatever. Right. Um, I don't think you're going to get outside of that. But just the fact that um, you didn't hear people complaining about the new system, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it was a good trip, and I really enjoyed the bands. Again, I think just some of the ergonomic issues they've got with the, the point of sale and even the, and even the door locks... I think they, whether or not they address this, I don't know. I mean, the point of sale might be a little easier. They could get some kind of stand for those things and angle it a little bit. Might, well, the might guy help. in the um, Huffington, Huffington Post article said something about it might be better if you could just pass your hand under something instead yeah. of trying to lay it beside it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it, that was a pretty good idea. But then you wouldn't see Mickey's head. Yeah. Well, unless it's facing up at you. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, if you yeah, have the you... light thing facing up at you. Mm-hmm. Maybe there could be like a dual side to it. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I have just a couple more questions on this, and I know we're kind of skipping over it, but uh, just to clarify too, uh, when you guys did photo pass and taking pictures with Memory Maker, did they just scan your Magic Bands before they took your picture, just like they used to with the old photo pass stuff? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we had the Memory Maker thing set up, and so I sh- you know shared everything with everybody that was in our party. And every time we got a picture taken, they just scanned our band. And I'd heard that, you know, sometimes pictures don't show up. And uh, there was only one occasion, and we were we were in Epcot and walked up to the Germany Pavilion, and there was a PhotoPass photographer there doing something with her camera, like resetting something or downloading something. And I had to wait a few minutes, and she took some pictures of us in front of the pavilion. And uh, got back that day, and then later on, they were getting pictures with Snow White. Well, got hopped on there when we got back for the for the day, and the and the ones in front of Germany weren't there. There were probably a dozen of them, and and uh, it's like, well, maybe they'll show up the next day. Now they weren't there. Well, finally, when we got home, um, back in Ohio, I I called, and lady was real helpful. Of course, they had a number on the on the site to to call for questions, and she was able to find them. I told her, What's you know, what it was it? It was this time in front of Germany and she found them and linked them through them on there and and they were there so it was, it was fixable but that, those were the only ones that didn't show up but you got um, them anyway 
yeah, and and they yeah they ended up being there. So and they were and they ended up being really good pictures too. So I'm glad glad she found them. But all of the ride pictures were included. You know, had to just go and uh, find them and you know, scan your band, and there they are. So we're That's pretty slick. Just the fact, I mean, I expect for glitches to happen, but the fact that you didn't lose pictures, um, yeah, that's I think that's a huge plus. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little concerned, and it was nice because they, uh, they went over to um, Magic Kingdom and they saw Tiana and whatever her prince's name is, and we were at Epcot, and and they used their band to get some pictures taken, and and they showed up just just fine. So it it all worked really really well. Okay, so as a whole, with the the first timers that you were there with, did they seem to enjoy? I mean, did it did it seem to hinder their experience any? Even with you handling the stuff, did it seem to slow you down? Did it seem to? You mean the bands themselves? Yeah, the, yeah, the entire deal with the Magic Plus. No, no, they they loved it. They they loved the bands. I mean, buying stuff was awesome. That's yeah. I mean, yeah you I know, you don't have to get the and, and even going through the turnstiles. I mean. I used to be the one that would hold, you know, the, the tickets and, okay, give me your tickets. Here's your ticket. Okay, give it back. And, and you just walk it in and scan, fingerprint, off you go. Uh, buying stuff, you're not pulling your wallet out. You know, scan it, enter your PIN. I'm gonna go Thank you very much. I know. You know, you got to have some control. When well, there. but they're, and they're saying Seriously. right now. Yeah, they're already saying. Stop me or something, hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying their sales are already up uh, like 25% in the parks. Is that right? Yeah. I, I'm not surprised. Well, I'm and that's surprised. what they were hoping for. I think they were looking between 17 and 20 percent, <clears> and they're above that, which is great news. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, even though you're hearing, see, this is a nice thing because I'm hearing uh, from people that are even in Florida right now um, that there are complaints and people are angry, and it's nice to just hear somebody who was on the ground and with new people and with their first time really experiencing this, that everything went relatively. Yeah, I'd say even beyond relatively well, beyond expectations almost. Yeah, it was it was all good. I mean, the the times that we had arranged for, and I tell you what, it was awesome knowing that, you know, we were going to go to Epcot on Sunday and we were going to get on Soren at you know ten thirty, and that you had your fast pass. Yeah, had it. Didn't have to you uh, know, I, give me your tickets. I'll run over yeah, and get them. And, I completely you know, and I completely agree there. I too many times. I've walked up to Toy Story Mania and there are no fast passes available. And yeah. I mean, you know how that is. It can be at 10:30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Right. So, so we, you know, now that one day we went there, me and Brian, it was early entry, so me and Brian went over early and did uh, Rock and Roller Coaster a couple times, did Tower of Terror, and the girls showed up later in the day, and we had a fast pass for Toy Story Mania. Walked over, and it, I mean, it was over an hour wait, I think, and. We walked in and it was five minutes. We were on the ride. That's amazing. See, you I know. just so that's that what really, I wanted really to nice. hear. That's what I wanted to hear because I just so many times I found it. It's kind of a hassle. It used to be a hassle to go and get your fast pass, especially yeah. if you had a group of people. Right. <laughs> and exactly. now if I just know that hey, I've got it taken care of, and I took care of it two weeks ago, or a yeah. month ago, or right. whatever. I just right. Yeah, I just don't think you can beat that. I just really hope that. Uh, that word gets out to people and that they begin to understand that there's huge advantages to this. Mm-hmm. Hey, one, one other kind of review question about this. Uh, how was the comfort level of that being on your wrist all day and the whole trip and all that stuff? 
it was fine. Um, I mean, I, I'm one that has worn a watch most of my life, and I haven't in the last few years just because I've got a cell phone. I just don't wear a watch. But it didn't bother me. I don't I don't think it bothered anybody, even the, the girls. I don't think it bugged them at all. Uh, I heard no one complain about it. It was, it was comfortable. Okay. Uh, all right. I guess, uh, yeah, it's, that's good to know. And I guess it might be different if you're there and it's hot. And, you know, you're sweating or anything, it might feel different than where you guys were. Or I've heard people swimming, you know, you got to be careful. You don't want to lose it, stuff like that. What What's it like in a water park? You know, those are things we might actually touch, touch on later and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, you know, but, too, um, so, Roy, now the, the kids and everybody got to take something home with them. If, no, if, if nothing else, they got to take the bands home with them. Right. And does the, do the bands kind of connect them to where they feel like they want to go back and use them again? I would think. I mean, I'm sure the girls are ready to go back. Uh, I know Brian and Carolyn are ready to go back. Um, so it, it was it was an awesome trip. I just yeah, because um, I wondered like how much of a um, a draw the bands have just on their own with making people feel an attachment now that they you know you walk in your room and you see that band laying on the shelf mm-hmm. or whatever and you think I can't wait to put that thing back on and yeah. use it again. Yeah, I agree. And so I agree. I, I think just, I think it's well. It's funny because I, I have a couple pictures of some of the shirts they're selling down there, and there's one with the. Uh, you may I think I shared it with you guys. I watch course shared always with you guys, but with the kind of the the mean Mickey head, and he's got his arms crossed, and it says "Rock the Band." Yeah. You know, and then the other one says "I'm with the band," and it has a picture of a magic band. So, I mean, they're they're pushing it hard, and uh, I, I think I think in the end it's it's going to work out well. Think it's going to require a little more diligence on those that decide to take a Disney vacation to kind of educate themselves on what what they need to do ahead of but time and how the system works. And it really is something though that has to happen anyway with people. Otherwise, the parks are just going to continue to become more and more chaotic because people want to spend a lot of money, which it is. I mean, whether you spend a lot or not, but if you don't plan, you come in there. And things are just out of hand, and then people become angry. Mm-hmm. So, whether mm-hmm. you whether they brought about this magic man or the, you know the magic plus process or not, they had to do something to begin to get people to maybe spend a little time to plan things out ahead of time. And honestly, I think it'll it makes their vacation easier in the end if they'll just do a little bit of that ahead of time. Yeah, from my pers- I was gonna say from my perspective, there's really nothing that has changed since. When we started this show and started talking about Disney, if someone was going to go for the first time, the first thing I would tell them was, be prepared, it's overwhelming, there's a ton of stuff. This to me is the same thing, except that there's now technology at your fingertips to be able to access all that information. And it does, I mean, it, and it, does yeah. it for them ahead of time. Yeah, right. That's the thing, I mean, you know how it is. So, when you, you, you used to be, if you were first, second, third time or whatever, you walk in there and you have information overload. And so yes. you're not you're not always thinking straight when you first hit the parks, but now you know. Okay, I've already got this stuff done. I just have to use it now. Yeah, yeah. And, and for and for those who are concerned about, well, you know, I, I use a lot of fast passes on my trips. I think if you make your fast the fast pass plus reservations for maybe later in the day, and if you really want to get to get to rope drop, 
and get in there and, and ride some exactly. of these attractions right away and then yeah, and ride them says, again later. Nobody says you can't go to standby lines early in the morning. Right. Like Soren, I mean, the last time uh, I was there, I went on, walked into the park in Epcot and went on Soren three times before the light, yeah. before the wait, standby wait, ever went over 10 minutes. Exactly. And, I mean, yeah, nobody's saying you yeah, can't. I want to do that with Test Track. Yeah. Well, did you make it on test track this time, Roy? We we didn't. Uh, we didn't, and that's probably an example of, you know, okay, I couldn't do Soren and test track, and and Soren wasn't going to lose that battle. Well, and I, I didn't want to. If it was just me and Patty, we would have done. We would have done single rider line, but I didn't want to do that with them. It was the first time there, and the weight was just. It was never a weight I wanted to get into, and they. I did see the where it would link your band now to your car design that you made. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of missed doing that. I, w- I wish we could have done it, but I don't feel horrible because I know it's the same track. And yeah. Um, and really, with, you know, I was driving around here in town with all the snow and all the all the bumpy snow and ice on the road, it felt like I was on test track. So it was. <laughs> That's because of. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, so, like, I, think, uh, I, think, I think it was the Belgian block. <laughs> Nice, sure. Going like that. Did you kind of feel like you were on Maelstrom and the back of the boat was heading out? Oh my out? gosh. <laughs> yeah, funny. just watch out for that truck that's turning on its lights right around that yeah, car. You don't want to hit it. That guy. <laughs> I was over hitting Mickey's too. I didn't see one. <laughs> no, seriously, that's the snow plow that shoved me and uh, I had to shovel myself out again this morning, even though oh. I shoveled myself out last night. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> Third shift, snow plows, and let get your stuff together. That's funny. He did. He plowed All that hard and he work. left the rest of it for you. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, baby plow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, so you're, everybody's anxious to go back and use them again, Roy? Everybody in your party? Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. so you, you have no, no misgivings, nothing that you would say, wow, I really hope they get this straightened out before I go back next time? I really don't. I really do, and I, I think it worked really well for us. And I did, I did talk to somebody who had gone down about a month earlier to say, hey, anything you need to tell me? And and one thing she did say was, you really got to think about getting that memory maker package because you know, it was 150 bucks, a lot of money. But for the trip that we were going on with the family, first timers, with the two little girls, it was a good deal. You know, we got over 200 pictures, I think, and all the ride photos and a lot of nice family pictures. Uh, it was it was a good deal. It was That's a good, good deal. But yeah, I, this is the stuff I want to hear in the trip report because I do want to know a little more about Memory Maker. I've read stuff on it in the past, but I would like to kind of go through some of that along with other stuff and get a refresher. Yeah. Oh, that ev- that Everest photo is priceless. That's well oh, worth it. Well worth I, it. I know. <laughs> I, it was that was so funny. You know, we were and we talk about this later, but it was I, I got to share this with you. We're, we're walking in in Animal Kingdom. And of course, these two little girls, eight and five, and and earlier before we left, we, we got together and talked about roller coasters. Oh yeah, yeah, I want to ride roller coasters. Yeah, hey, I want to do roller coasters. And it's like, okay, so I had we did the safari, and I was I think I did it with you, Adam, at, at church that one day. I, I added Everest as, to, as a fast yes. pass plus. Yep. And and it turned out to be our first thing because actually I had to I had to I moved our safari to later because oh, we got there later or something. So our first thing out of the gate at Animal Kingdom was Everest, and the girls are kind of getting a little nervous because they they realize that you know they were talking big before, and now they're really going to do it. And so we get on, we we get in line, and of course Fast Pass is like blowing through. I mean we're like we're like at the car, 
and 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 the girl and the oldest girl is just she's weeping. She does not want to do this. Oh my gosh. And it's like you know, and we're like stepping in, you know, the thing, you know, step in a car. And my wife doesn't really like it anyway. She's ready to get out, and she'll still, she'll stay with her. And we're now in the car, and it's like you need to decide now. And and, and she stayed in obviously, and but you can see in the picture she's just got her head buried in her dad's chest yes. and just. But later, it wasn't two, three hours later. What was your favorite thing today at Animal Kingdom? Everest. <laughs> it's oh, like, <laughs> really? That's great. I, I, I couldn't tell. I gotta be honest. I think it's when you walk in the park and all you hear is screaming. Yeah. And then you're just like, uh. <laughs> well, if you watch that, <laughs> you know, if if you watch that video where I was walking through the parks, I mean, you can hear the people screaming from so yes. far away. I mean, I'm not even. I'm I'm several hundred yards away from the thing and you can hear the people screaming yeah our favorite flame tree spot is yeah you can hear the people screaming at the <laughs> our yeah it's not so uh calm and serene at that moment <laughs> but it's it's funny I'm, I'm looking at this picture from of, of them and and brian's got this wide-eyed face i think he's making the face for the camera maddie is buried in his chest eyes closed charlotte is is looking up just mouth wide open screaming Carolyn's got her eyes closed screaming, and then there's a father and son behind them. The, the dad is holding a camera up with one hand, smiling real casual, taking a picture, and the, and the kid's like, ha, 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 you know, big deal. And the four people in front of him are screaming for their lives. It's hilarious. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, well, I think we've covered everything I at least put down. Does anybody have any more questions about anything else? Yeah, what about you, Cameron? You didn't get to say much, so... Oh, you guys covered it good. I, I just can't wait to do this. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I mean, he sounded positive, and I, I like the, you know, I'm ready for it. You know, let's go. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, I wanted to hear that everything went well. I was really hoping. I mean, we're still several months away from being down there, but I was really hoping that to hear that things went well for you, Roy. Yeah, they did, And but just, just be prepared, you know, ahead of time to 60 days out to start checking out, you know, planning out your days a little bit and, and picking those three fast pass attractions and you know usually there's going to be just one maybe two that you really care about the third one's is kind of a throwaway to be honest really? there's probably something you don't need a fast pass for okay yeah that's kind of what i thought i mean i don't remember hardly ever using three fast passes in a day anytime that i've ever been there almost well you know, we had that oh sorry go ahead but no, when you said you had Nemo, I wanted to laugh. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, we didn't need it. And we had Turtle Talk with Crush. It's like, okay, we really don't need that. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so you get those those top-tier ones, and then after that, it's usually, eh, really don't need that one, but they want to give it to me. Okay, I'll take it. So. I, yeah, and just to close off, I would just say, if anyone has questions, I know everybody has their own perks and what they want to do. I mean, we love talking about this stuff. We love interacting with people. So if anybody out there listening has questions or wants to help figure out what rides are better to do at certain times, I mean, by all means, we'll all Skype together or something, I don't know, and plan it out to help you plan out your vacation to make it a little bit easier once you're there. Yeah, exactly. Well, and Roy would be the one at this point that can head a lot of that up. He's going to have the, he has the best understanding at this point. Of what to do. So I'll be hitting you up, Roy. 
Okay, you got it, man. I got just, your back, brother. Just so I don't turn Cameron <laughs> into what I did to, to uh, Connor when I took him in the first time and went in circles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 I'll be holding out. Yep. I think you'll be all right as long as you're not looking for a lightsaber in uh, Tatooine oh, Traders. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, guys. Well, this has been fun. Um, yeah, as always. As always. Yes. And, Thanks, guys. And so we will uh, get back together, I hope, soon here. I'd like to get a trip report from you also, um, Roy, just so you can chat about anything else that maybe comes to mind that went on in the trip. Uh, like if you tried any new places to eat, anything like that, we'll get back around to that. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, we are out of here, and we'll be back with everybody again next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, that wraps things up for another week. I uh, hope you guys are getting out onto our uh, YouTube channel at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces and checking out all of the new videos that we've actually been, put, been putting up. Cameron is doing a lot of work out there in the Disneyland parks, and so he's sending stuff to me, and uh, we're being able to put it out there on a regular basis. So hopefully you're getting out there to check that out. Um, if not, uh, at least uh, you know contact us at podcast at these amazing places and let us know what you are up to and maybe some things you'd like to hear about. So until then, we'll be back again next week. Uh, the whole gang will be back again next week. And uh, we'll see what we can get into then. So take care and everyone have a good week. This podcast has been brought to you by the fun folks at theseamazingplaces.com. Thanks for listening.